Philippians chapter 3, and uh, the verse for today will be verse 12, uh, that we'll, we'll look at, uh, the end of verse 12, and this is what it says, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, not that I have already attained or I am already perfected. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. As you know, Paul has been, um, this is a kind of the, a conclusion of his thoughts that he had um, throughout this particular chapter. Um, you know, in verse 10, he speaks that of the fact that he wants to know Christ. He wants to know him more. He wants to, um, earlier than that, he speaks about all the things that he had uh, achieved in terms of his religious career and how he gave all that up because for the sake of knowing Christ more. And so here in verse uh, 12, towards the end of his thoughts, um, he says, he encourages the, the, the Philippian church that he hasn't, all of these things he's, he's, he's done, he hasn't attained at all. He hasn't reached perfection. But he says, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. See, truth be told is um, there are many pursuits in our lives. There are many pursuits. Um, you know, some people will pursue fame, for instance. Others will pursue, I don't know, uh, money, success. Um, you know, others strive for even more money or even more success or even more fame. But Paul's pursuit, as we read through this chapter, was straightforward. All those things that he had, he counted them as loss. He wanted to represent his Lord wonderfully here on earth in time. So it starts off by saying, but I press on. So I've done all those things. I've come through that whole um, um, past that, I've, that God has allowed me to have. Here I am in prison writing to encourage the church. And he says, but I press on even more. I want to know Christ more. See, the word press on means pursue. He presses on. He wants to pursue more. But then the question is, what was he pursuing? Paul is in prison, writing to the Philippian um, church, encouraging them uh, in this regard. So the question is, what was he pursuing? If I, but I press on, means pursue, what was he pursuing? Well, there are lots of things that you can add to that. What are we pursuing in our lives as Christians? You know, of course, we kind of separate the, the worldly life that we live, even though we shouldn't necessarily separate those because God has placed us on this earth. We're not of this world, but we're in this world. With Him, He is, remember, I love this scripture, as you guys would know. Um, Ephesians 2.10, He has gone ahead and prepared four ordained things for you and I to walk into. Therefore, He's almost married these things that we are to walk into. And so uh, part of our, uh, our process, part of us getting together and learning and hearing the Word of God is to understand and pursue those things. What are those things 
that God has gone ahead and prepared for us. Because when, once we understand those things, once we know those things, life becomes somewhat easier. In some ways, life becomes easier. It's not completely easy because we're in this world, and this world, as you know, is, um, is got its own, the, the God of his age is busy, but we're in it by God's design, by God's grace. But when, once we realize what those things are that he has gone ahead and prepared for us, for, then we walk into those things. And then we find the things become easier. Even in the, in the midst of the difficulties, it's still easy because we're walking into those things. And you see, so for, for Paul says, I still continue to pursue. I continue to pursue those things that God has called me to. I press on. Even in prison, I press on. And here we can conclude that Paul was pursuing the prize of verse 14 in this scripture. The prize. Um, uh, I'll read what verse 14 says. You can go ahead and read. But Paul had a purpose. He had, a, he had something. That was, he was in prison. So if you're in prison, what would you be pursuing? Surely the prize is no longer. It doesn't exist. You're in prison. You're bound. Paul still says, no, I press on. I press on after the prize. And this is what verse 14 says. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's the prize. So wherever we are, Paul in prison, he's still pursuing to uh, attain this prize, prize that God has already for planned for him, already prepared the way for him. For us, wherever we find ourselves in our workplaces, in our marriages, in our lives, wherever we find ourselves, are we pressing on to attain this prize that Jesus Christ died for you? And I, of course, Jesus Christ died for that you and I can uh, be reconciled to God. That's the ultimate thing. But outside of that, more, there's more. Otherwise, why are we still on this earth? Why are we still on this? Why hasn't God called us home? The sad news is most, and I say most in inverted commas, but most Christians do not seem to realize that there is a prize at the end of the day. Maybe we put ourselves in that category because we are Christians. We live our lives as though there is no price to be had. We've ticked the box. We are saved. Therefore, God, whenever you come, you know, like I'm going to heaven. That's what uh, the, uh, the, the, the price has been paid for. But actually, Paul reminds us here that there is a prize to be had. And the only way that we are to attain the, that prize is that we need to be pursuing Christ. Pursuing him and understanding the things that he's called us to. One thing I must make clear, because I think for Christian, Christianity, as, or us as Christians, we might think that the prize is heaven. Heaven is not the prize. Heaven is not the prize. We do not earn or deserve heaven. Heaven was given to us by what Christ earned and deserved. If Christ did it and gave it to us, so we're going to be in heaven, so what is the prize then? 
Paul was after the smile of Christ Jesus on his life at the end of his days. Remember this, the scripture when we, we want to arrive to heaven and we want to hear those good uh, words, those wonder, that wonderful sentence, welcome good and faithful um, servant, Walk, enter into your rest. That is the prize. So we are going to go to heaven. We have been saved, which is, thank God for that. However, we're still here. We still need to pursue this life that God has already allotted for us. But we need to pursue it diligently. We need to ask Him to help us to, uh, to be able to live this life. Because we might ask ourselves questions. Why? Why am I still here? What am I doing? What is the purpose of my do, do you ask yourselves that? What is the purpose of my life? And of course, there are books. There are many things that can kind of try and define the purposes of our lives. And we, 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 uh, you know, we, we try, we're searching. We ser- even Christians, us, are searching for the purpose for which God has created us. And that is not a problem because that's part of what we need to do. We need to search. We need to pursue. We need to try and ask the Holy Spirit to show us. Why I say that is because Paul had not completed his stint of the things that he had been uh, ordained to do. He's in prison. You would imagine or you would think you're in prison, you're bound, you cannot go. You, what more is, 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 um, is this life that I have left here? I'm in prison. Yet he says, I will, continue to, I will continue to press on. See, God still had a purpose for him. The fact that he was alive, still in prison, it meant that God had a purpose for him. Nothing could remove him. Nothing could hurt him. Or even kill him for that matter. Until his purpose on earth was complete. Do we live like that? Do I live like that? Do I wake up every day and say, God, thank you for this day. The fact that you've allowed me to have this day today means that I still have a purpose. means I still have something that you uh, want me to, to accomplish, something that you want me to achieve, something. But the good news is with that stuff is that he's already gone ahead and prepared it for you. So we need to walk into it. But how do we walk into it? It's by pursuing him and trying to Seek Him. Seek His face. The fact that you and I are still alive today means that He has a purpose for us here on earth. Paul had the same kind of attitude. He had confidence that God had a plan for him as long as he was alive. Paul understood this and he lived his life with an attitude of wanting to grasp um, a hold of this of this uh, purpose, of this pursuit. Do we live our lives with that purpose? Do we live our lives in a, in a desire to pursue the things that God has called us heavenward? It says in verse 14. Do we, live our li- do we honestly live our lives like that? He wanted to latch on to those things. He tried to get such a good grip on that um, which God has re- called him to. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, willing to give up. He wasn't willing to... Uh, sacrifice just to give up. Oh, life is too difficult. Or this is happening. That is. Oh, he was still pursuing. Even in prison, he was still pursuing by himself. In prison, he was he was by himself. He wasn't amongst uh, other um, fellow believers. He wasn't. He was in prison. There he was. But yet he was encouraging himself 
to continue pursuing these things of Christ. Us, we're not in prison. Boundaries. We might be in prison mentally or however you want to look at it, but we're not bound like Paul was. We have each other to spur each other on. Yet do we live our lives daily? Do we wake up up every day with that pursuit in our hearts? That actually there is a purpose. There is a purpose for you and I. It doesn't matter how old. Remember I said it um, a while back. It's not about the length of time that God grants us on this earth. It's the quality of life that um, we have within the, that, that time that he has allowed us to, to, to live. So you can live a long life and it counts for nothing in some ways. Or you can li- live a short life, but in that short life have a massive impact. Achieve those things, pursue those things that God has called you heavenward to and have a massive impact uh, to the society around you. You remember Jesus was only, uh, he died very young. I think the commentator said he was 33 years old. Now, 33 years old, to, you know, our um, uh, perspe- perspective, you know, in the outlook of life, is very young. 33 years old is very young. But 33 years old, and I think he had three years, actually, where he was in, intentional, where he was pursuing those things. He was wanting to see what God has uh, um, um, gone ahead and prepared for him. And because he was just so sold out, he turned this world upside down as a result of that. We can do the same. Because why? We are, number one, still alive. Number two, we believe the word of God where he says that he has gone ahead and prepares good, good works for us to walk into. Every single one of us. Not just some. Not just the super uh, saints in this world. And I, I, I would think Paul, in his pursuit, he just wanted one day, this Jesus that he speaks about, that he met on that road to Damascus, who turned his life upside completely around from persecuting and killing Christians to advocating for them and wanting to die for Christianity because he had, he had an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, or on the road I would imagine Paul was, all he probably wanted was to have that, uh, to hear that those words. Wanted to see, when he arrives into the gates of heaven, the smile on Jesus' face. When Jesus says to him, welcome, good and faithful servant, enter your rest. And that can be true of us. Are we looking forward to those words? Are we looking forward to, the, to, to those words? See, if we lay um, hold of pleasing Jesus with everything in our lives, and of course we'll have, we'll have ups and downs as it is life, but if our motives, if, if our purpose, if our desire, if our pressing on, if our pursuit is to please Jesus, we will not receive his frown. But, uh, but he smile when we meet him in heaven in inverted commas. Can you imagine this? You know, we, we read the Bible, Jesus, we uh, see him as this 
a kind, loving shepherd, you know, a little lamb. We forget that he's a, he's a warrior. He's just God. He hates sin. Um, he will... Um, oof, Jesus actually loves you so much that he will, he will protect you. He will die for you. So much that he will go to the cross because of you. Because he wants you. That's a loving God. At the same time, he will go and fight the enemy. He will go and fight the enemy because he loves you. Because he wants to see this relationship restored. He's a mighty warrior in one hand, but he's also a, a gentle savior on the other hand. He's a lo- loving father on the one hand, but he's also a, a, a great king, a great warrior who is not scared of blood. <laughs> He's not scared of blood for your sake and my sake. This is the king that we serve. Let's not forget about that. See, our lives for you and I, for me in, uh, in particular, and I suppose for us all, for the Christians, is that we need to realign. We need to get back to the place where... Um, our pursuit is Him again. Our pursuit is Him again. I know we've been w- walking with, um, with Christ for a couple of years. But I wonder whether when God looks at you and I, does He say, my dear child, my dear, my friend, you've lost your first love. I wonder. I wonder that whether that's true of me. He says, Joe, remember when I intervened? Paul would say when he was on the, on the flight to hell, when he was out against um, Christ without even knowing it, Jesus came and completely turned him around, as f- which is true for us. Man, we were also on the f- path to hell. Jesus came and intervened and took a hold of us. Do you remember the, that day? Something, something happened. Remember those early days? Remember we, the, 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 the words that we always say, the things we, we always say, all oh, the good old days. Those are the good old days. But why? Why have they stopped? Why, why can't yesterday and tomorrow become the good old the good new days. Why can't that be? Why is it? Why do we just uh, lament or we think of the past and we just want to hang there? God, you, I saw you, you did extraordinary things. Okay, yeah, that's wonderful. But you're here today. What does tomorrow look like? Paul, uh, he, he had an encounter. He was shipwrecked. He was uh, thrown into prison. He was uh, all those things. Yet he was, still had the nerve to say, I pursue Christ even more. I want to know Him more. We as Christians, me, I need to change my attitude daily. Saying, God, thank you for my past. Thank you, Lord, for, for interjecting, for, for rescuing me, from plucking me from the kingdom of darkness and putting me into the kingdom of light. 
May I have a desire to pursue you more daily. May I have that kind of desire. That's what we need to, we need to be, in fact, that's what I, we need to be praying for that because it's one thing to desire, it's one thing to want, but we need to ask Jesus Christ to help us to make that desire alive in us again. It doesn't matter how old we are in terms of chronicle age. It doesn't matter how old we have been serving Christ for, whether you are young in your, your, your serving Christ or whether you're older. It doesn't matter. The fact is we need to get back to the place where we are pursuing Him. I want to get back to the place where I make life about you rather than life about life. Things of life take over. So I, I, we need to get to, me, us Christians, need to get to the place where our purpose is to please God. Our purpose is to please God. And yes, we will mess up. Yes, we will do things that will not be pleasing to Him. But He says then you are, we have to be quick to repent. Quick to turn around and say, God, I'm sorry, I messed up there. Won't you forgive me? And He forgives you. He forgives us. And we carry on. We carry on pursuing the things that he's called us to. See, God wants us to represent him here on earth in time. Do you know that? Actually, God wants you and I to represent him here on earth. The place where he has placed us, he wants us to represent him there. He has, the analogy is, you know a train? The train, a train is most, um, when it's on, the, uh, on its track, it's designed to be on a track. It's designed to go. Can you imagine putting a train off of its track and trying to get it to, to go? How difficult would that be on sand? Can you imagine a, this heavy locomotive on a beach sand trying to move forward? That is difficult. It is very difficult. A train was designed and created to ride on a track. And it's true of our lives as well. We were designed and created to walk in a certain track. That track is what we need to be um, pursuing and asking God, what is that track? Am I walking on in that track? Am I, am I, am I moving forward in that track? So the question we've got to ask, possibly every day, Lord, am I still on the track that you've gone ahead and prepared for us? Because the track has been, prepared, has been prepared. We don't have to go and prepare it. We don't have to go and try uh, make it. It's been prepared already. And God is gracious to us that he shows us in part. And the question is, we need to ask ourselves, are we walking or riding on this track that he's called us are we running on this track and if you honest ask ourselves have has our train train been us for example has it jumped the track has it come off the, has it derailed has have uh, has our lives come crashing because of the things of this because there was an object on the track. Because that thing happened. Because that person did this. Because that has our 
train been um, has it come crashing? Has it jumped off the track? Have, have our lives come crashing down in a serious accident, for instance? And only you, in all honesty, can answer that. What are the things? Here's a way to, because I mean, I mean, there's so many questions, so many answers, so many things that we try and work these things out. But one way, question I have to ask is, what are the things that drive you? What are the things that excite you? What are the things that make you cry? What are the things that you're just so passionate about? Do you think some of those, th- those things are just in your head, in your heart, they're just there? Or do you think maybe that's part of your track? That God has put those in, things in your heart. That when you see a, an abandoned baby, that you, you just, you are moved in tears. You cannot, you cannot help yourself. Or when you see a beggar on the street, you just want to go and help them. You're not one who's saying, no, no, man, there's too many of these uh, people around there. Or you see, where you see maybe um, um, justice is not served to the poor, to the foreigners. Does that move your heart? Do you think those things were the, are there because uh, you've got a nice heart? We need to ask ourselves those questions. Why is it, what is it, what does it move you? What does it move you? What excites you? What excites us? Those are the things that God, those are the, the things on our track. Maybe we've jumped off, we've come off our track. So we need to pray, God, I want to pursue you more. Like Paul in prison, I still want to pursue you more. I want to know you more. I thank you for this life. But uh, show me, show me. Thank you for the promises that you have for me. Could it be that you're not in the will of God? Because you're off the track. The track that is designed for you and I. You might be going to church. You might be praying. You might be doing these religious things that are right and good for us to do. But are you in the will of God? Have you ever... So that train going through the sand road, it's it's almost impossible. It's very difficult. It's like you trying to go uphill with a sack. It's uh, pulling a sack. It's very difficult. But the moment you're going... um, This sack is on a trolley. There are wheels in the trolley. It becomes easier. Then when you go downhill, and it's not, it, it, now you've got to pull the, the, the trolley back so that sack doesn't run away from you. You have to find the trolley. We have to find the, um, you have to get back into the track again. So for me, for us, my desire is that we will get back into the fellowship uh, that God has called us to daily. Not, uh, uh, often said, not out of religious duty, but out of a desire like Paul that Jesus would say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. I want to hear those words. I want to hear that one day. Not, oh man, the frown on Jesus' face. I don't want that. And I, I get the opportunity now, in this, um, on this side of the grave, to make that choice, to make it happen, as it were. Because as long as we are alive... God surely has a plan for us. Whether we've had a major accident, 
a massive crash. As long as we are alive, God has a purpose for us. As long as Paul was still alive, God had a purpose for him. And it's true of you and I. No matter what's happened, no matter the sin, no matter the, the calamities, the challenges, no matter the, all these things, if you're alive, God has a plan and a purpose for you and I. I'm going to finish off um, with a saying that I think we are all familiar with. You've heard of that word or that sentence, life is too short. Life is too short. We cannot afford to bear grudges. Time is indeed short. What is eating us? What's eating you? What's eating your heart? Though someone once said, it is not what you eat that kills you, it's what eats you. And that's true spiritually. It's not what you eat that kills you, it's actually what's eating you from inside out. So this morning my prayer for us as church, for myself, uh, for the greater Christian community, is that God you'd help us to pursue you. Help us where we've maybe got off the track that you have created for us to walk into. Thank you that you have created it for us. But if I have somehow, because of a crash, life circumstances, whatever the case might be, if I've jumped off the track, Lord, help Help, help me. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this life, this track, this life that you've so graciously given us. Thank you, Lord, for my train. Thank you for, for this track, Lord, that you, you've gone ahead and prepared for me, for us to walk into God. May we walk into it, Lord, and bring you glory, God. And where we have jumped off or we've had an accident, whatever the case might be, God help, help us, whether it's, whether it's our fault, we ask for forgiveness, or whether things have happened around us because of others, God, help us not to bear grudges uh, because of those things, God. But help us, Father, to focus on you. Help us, King Jesus, to, to know you more. Have us, help us to have this mindset that Paul had that encourages us in this book, Lord, to have an attitude like Jesus Christ. Help us to pursue you all the more. In Jesus' strong and mighty name I pray. Amen.